Welcome to Urgent Care. I am staring in the gorgeous face of Mitra Johari. And I, the luckiest woman in the world, am gazing at the stunning mug of Joel Kim Booster. (laughs) Yes, and this is Urgent Care. This is our podcast where we take calls and emails and we answer your advice and we do it all. Say it with me, Mitra. Poorly. Poorly. <laughs> I wasn't we, ready. I know, and that is, and that was actually perfect, uh, perfectly illustrative of of how this podcast is run. We took a break to rest our weary brains and our spirits, but we're back, and we are, we are here back. to help you and to make you laugh and make you feel good. And we will do that to the detriment of our own mental health, actually, yes, to the best of our ability and to the detriment of our mental health. Exactly, we've added that since the break. We've added. A new tag, which is to the best of our limited ability and to the judgment of our mental health. Um, that is what we're doing. And, and we to, laugh. And on that note, Mitra, I got to ask, I'm so sorry, but how are you? <laughs> um, I'm okay. I um, just wrapped up a job and that feels good. I feel a sense of accomplishment and relief and joy and sadness that it's over. Um, I'm anxious about what my life will be like without uh, a rigid structure, but um, mostly I'm good. I've been really going hard on Real Housewives of Atlanta. Yes. Um, I feel like last time we spoke, I was in Potomac, and now Praise I'm be. on season, f- almost done with season four of Atlanta. Oh, so wow. You went back. I started from the beginning. I'd never seen it before. Um, wow. So I liked, I mean, I want to know everything that's ever happened. I can't start from a later season. It just doesn't feel right. Brave. Um, yeah. Brave. Yeah. Really brave. And that's been great. Um, I have still obviously been very into my pottery and <laughs> um, it's been real. That has been like the highlight of my weeks is I, I get two days a week in the studio just because of like COVID compliance mm-hmm. and those two e- I'm going there tonight and I'm so excited. Um, but yeah, other than that, like still completely um, destroyed by um, the surroundings in the world. But uh-huh. <laughs> I'm listing off the, the like the nice the nice. Highlights. Yeah. And I think that's um, what we should try to do, because I think that, you know, this is our first episode back. And we should say that, like, Mitra and I obviously are aware of everything that's going on in the world. Um, but when we ask each other and when we touch, let's let's make a. Let's make this a safe space. Let's make this like sort of a sanctuary from the world where we get to talk about frivolous things that we're doing to make ourselves sort of get by. Yes. To help oh, ourselves get by. I wanted to talk about um, the hygiene kit drive because yes, you were involved actually, in that. Please do that. Please talk about um, what this is and, and how it went down. Yes. Um, so over the past month, I uh, I was involved in a hygiene kit drive for unhoused folks in L.A. put on by groups called Sisterhood 
Resistorhood and Sila, uh, and those are two great organizations in LA. And they, the, the, it basically is like a gallon Ziploc bag full of essential items. You know, they're not going to last forever, but it's just something. And it's like you know, toothbrush, toothpaste, shampoo, conditioner, body lotion, a roll of toilet paper, granola bar, um, and, and a fact sheet about COVID info, and like uh, a note of encouragement, uh, handwritten, and just like a couple other things like that that uh, can be passed out to people to be used. And they just expressed the sentiment that it was um, something that they did not have a lot of bandwidth to continue doing on their own. So I started one and took donations and bought all the stuff. And with like a bunch of friends and people within my community, built we built a thousand kits and half of them went to Sela and half of them went to this group in called LA Can that serves primarily the Skid Row area but a lot of people in downtown LA generally um and it was awesome it was like it was really hard and time intensive and I won't like sugarcoat that but it just felt really nice to a be with friends in a yard yeah. and be like I think I had just been feeling so um, overwhelmed by how big everything was feeling and mm-hmm. how like, I think, you know, uh, over and over again, we realize that like change takes a long time. And like, I think that the hard thing can be is if you get swept up in like the national level or the biggest, like the highest, biggest, yeah, more nebulous ideas. So it was just very, um, our lives, I, I think our lives have shrunk and in, in, in such a way that makes some of the bigger issues feel out like so all encompassing and it's nice. It was just really nice to have something to do with your hand, like the assembling of the kits. It's like a little, like you put one thing in, you, you know, <laughs> it's just one thing from every bag goes in. And it was just so nice to have something simple and like focused to do with your hands and that you knew was a, an actual like physical, tangible, like, help in this world and um and that is like find those things because i mean you and i have both been going to protests and we've both been you know um doing our best to like spread awareness about you know the defining civil rights moment of our time and but it, it can it can feel overwhelming and i think like focusing on something tangible like that was really just um i don't know it was really helpful and it made it it made me feel less small um, in a way. Yeah. And it's like, just remembering that, that we, we do have power and there are things that we can do. And like, I think for me, the overwhelming thing is just remember, like when I look, when I look online and I see the millions of things that we can be doing, it feels hard to pick one yeah, uh, or two or three or whatever. And it's like, just picking a thing was it's like, it doesn't mean that you care less about the other things. No. It just means that you're picking a thing. And yeah. if you can pick one thing and do that thing, even if it's just like every single day, I'm going to make a phone call. That's great. Mm-hmm. Like, and, yeah. it, and it, it just helped me a lot and helped me sort of restructure my approach to like activism and being a good citizen mm-hmm. and helping and stuff. But that was like, I would say uh, the defining positive moment of the past like month or so <laughs> of my life was this this drive that we'll continue doing together yes i can't wait for the next one amen <laughs> it's but my life has been worse off since um i haven't had a hygiene kit to put together so 
<laughs> we're gonna you'll be chasing that high for the rest of yeah. your life <laughs> how are you oh i mean bad i have diarrhea don't know why no! um, upping my meds uh, it's crazy i eat the same things every day um and yet my body is reacting to it as though it's a foreign substance and so i don't know that's basically what's going on with me just diarrhea and um um new brain chemistry uh issues every single day and you know what I'm so glad to be here with you because this is this is a stabilizing presence in my life. This podcast with you, Mitra Johari. Same and here. So- I was looking forward to it so much. I'm glad we took a break and recalibrated. Yes. We're fresh <laughs> as daisies now and we are ready to um, assist. So um, we'll take a quick break. And then when we come back, we will dive in to your calls and emails. Oh, can't wait. We're back. Uh, And we're back. Uh, Just a cool dip of water. And we are going. (laughs) Yeah, just a cool dip of water. Just a cool dip of water. You took the words right out of my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you know that Joel is really a cool dip of water. Okay, shut the fuck up. Let's listen to this first call. (laughs) Hi, Mitra and Joel and Joel and Mitra. So I hope you all are doing well. First and foremost, I'm sending <laughs> my laughing best as she says that. Y'all. Thank you for being amazing. Um, so I'm calling to talk to you today. I actually just started therapy through Woo! Better Help. Woo! I feel like I am in a commercial right now for y'all for Better Help. I am not, but I just started, and I really like my therapist. But I feel like, especially since the quarantine right now, um, that a lot of what I want to talk about in therapy is my roommate. <laughs> Um, I don't really want to talk shit about them. They're wonderful people. I love them very much. I'm glad I live with them. But at the same time, we've been good social distancers. And if they're the only two people that I'm seeing throughout this whole thing, like, they're going to be stuff, you know. And I want to talk to my therapist about them. Because, honestly, I feel like I can be the crappy person towards them. I can take out my anger towards them. So I want to talk to my therapist how to fucking deal with that. But if I can't leave my house and they don't leave the house either, how do I talk to my therapist via video chat about this? Um, I live in Texas. It's already balls hot. I'm not going to go outside for an hour and talk about this. The only reason why I'm able to even talk about this now is because I am doxing my friend right now and I have placed myself but it is the only night that I am doing so. So not much help there. Um, So if you have any suggestions to talk kind of some shit, but mostly just talk about your roommates and therapy to your therapist while they're in the next room, please help me. All right. I love you. I know there's a lot going on. I hope you're safe and good. (laughs) That's fine to y'all. Good night. Good night. Okay, good night. Um, <laughs> well, we've arrived. We've arrived at the first naming. Can since... I confess something? I literally forgot that we named people on this podcast. Did <laughs> Until we... like the second to last sentence. Yeah. I literally, she said better help. And I was like, oh God, what rhymes with better help? You know? <laughs> <laughs> Um, and you know we're never good. Like we don't. We're not good with rhymes. We're not good with puns. It's usually a long walk. Um, but what is? What are we going to call this person? She wants to talk shit about her roommate. Yeah, like she's close using encounters. better help. Um, she's she's in the next room. Um, better 
next door um room hate <laughs> room hate <laughs> the sound, Joel is so mad that his microphone stopped working <laughs> Okay, room hate. I mean, that's what we have on the table, Mitra. Do you feel comfortable with that? I feel like I can't do better than that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel you can't do better than that, too. So I think <laughs> we should just go with room hate. I like it. Great. Room hate. It's a play on words. It works. It works. <laughs> it's a play on words. It works. <laughs> and we're going to just, we're going to continue to get better and better at naming people as this episode yes. goes on. And you know, we it's always- actually. It's good because sometimes when I start hot, everything yeah, after it crumbles is really bad. So maybe it will get better as we go. It is which, a sort of a fun thing about our podcast that we both start from zero at the beginning mm-hmm. of every podcast. Yes. We don't we forget week to week what it is, how well, to do it. It's sort of like Looney Tunes where it's yeah. like all the like you can you can die and then you come back and you're exactly the same as before. Mm. We we yeah. die at that the end of the every episode. That is the defining characteristic of every Looney Tune. <laughs> <laughs> this is a real existential take on Looney Tunes. Um, okay, so I, I, I think this is a, this is perfectly natural um, to want to talk about the one person you're interacting with, and yes. it's tough to do when you don't feel comfortable because they're in the next room. I think that they should email with their therapist and say, from now on, every time I refer to my mom, I'm referring to my roommate and then you have your earbuds in and so she can't hear what the therapist is saying but you know that mom equals roommate it doesn't have to be mom that was just a spitball idea Mm -hmm. but I think like coming up with like a code name or a code word for this person is like the best route to go I think like well one thing I wanted to address from this caller was like the idea that it that it might be bad to talk about your roommate like I, I I do think that it's totally normal to talk about the person that you... Yeah, we talk shit about Patty all the time. <laughs> on this podcast, in fact. Constantly. No, but like, you have one person or two people in your life right now. Like, of course, they're going to come up in therapy. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think it's a positive thing that you're you're talking about the people you have relationships with because it allows you to make those relationships better. Like, I don't think it's like you FaceTiming another friend being like, fuck this person. Like, I think yeah. it's a different thing. It's it's work that you're doing to improve yourself and your life and your relationships. That being said, I understand why you wouldn't want them to hear that work. Yeah. But just like, you know, just one thought Reframing it in to. your mind. Yeah. Yes. As not just talking shit, but about doing, it's work. Talking mm-hmm. shit, sometimes talking shit is work. Yeah, but like the catharsis helps. It's like sometimes yeah. I just need to spend 45 minutes in therapy talking shit about all my friends and then I feel better because I just got, I exercised it. But not me, right? No, you're you're my friend slash co-host. <laughs> <laughs> I also think there's something you can be kind of upfront. You don't have to say like, you don't have to admit this is why you're doing it, but you can say, hey, like I would like to have therapy sort of um, partially alone, like maybe you ask them like, hey, I know you go grocery shopping once a week. Yeah. Can it coincide with the time that I'm doing therapy, which that is, is now? a totally normal ask. Like I also, I mean, this is like, I, I I don't know how effective this is, but I got a white noise machine and I stick it right outside my door. You can get them for really cheap yeah, online. His name's called Wit, Wit Tom. <laughs> My white noise machine, Whitmer Thomas. Yeah, my boyfriend just sort of screams outside my door while I'm in therapy. (laughs) 
Um, but yeah, I, I just got that machine and I stick it right outside my door. Um, and that seems to have helped. Um, mm. guess what? Patty's heard it all. Your roommate Patty <laughs> has heard everything. That's, that's good actually, She's because it might me. open the dialogue, uh, for once. Okay. Also, if you have a car, do therapy in your car. Oh yeah. Destroy the planet. <laughs> destroy the planet so that you can feel a little bit better in your brain hey stupid mitra sorry i i take back everything that i've said <laughs> in my life up until this point <laughs> up until this point. okay great well i think we've helped room hate roommate room hate room hate room hate it's, fun it's sort of say. like um like a like a brunhilde like yeah. <laughs> room hate room hate, um, room hate. <laughs> there's an umlaut over the is but as always, that? if you have, um, you know, anything that you would like to add, if you're a therapist out there and you've dealt with this with your patients, feel free to email us at urgentcarepod at gmail.com or call us at 323-334-0371. And for you um, to just whip that out is a level of preparation that is unprecedented on this podcast. Unprecedented. Normally, when I know we're... neither of us usually um, are this prepared. but Usually there's at least like 10 seconds of stalling as one of us frantically pulls up the exactly. Twitter page. For me, it's the Twitter page because I know that that has that stuff in the bio. <laughs> <laughs> For me, it's our description on iTunes. <laughs> Neither wow. of us could be bothered to write it down anywhere else. But No. And, but it, and I, and for a while there, I did have the number memorized, but of course, so much no, time has passed. And not anymore. Yeah, There's Real Housewives of Atlanta has rot, rotted so much of my brain that I I no longer have numbers in there. <laughs> and I celebrate that. Um, Dana, next call, please. Hi, Mitra and other. <gasps> Just kidding, Joel. Still in my face. And or like versa. Anything. Oh my god. Okay, here's my problem. I know it's like a super privileged problem to have with everything going on in the world, but anyway, here it goes. So before quarantine, I was finishing my last year of college, and my family moved to the middle of nowhere, and I came to join them. They're in this, like, mile or so circular loop with a little lake. Today, we were leaving the lake and met another family and talked from a safe distance. They had a cute son my exact age. I assumed he was straight, but he perked up when I said I was a dance minor because he had just finished his BFA in musical theater. I mean, Mm. come on. (laughs) I only got his first name and his address in the little loop that we both live in. Here's the dilemma. How do I find him and suck his dick and or eat him out? Would it be unethical to because of the pandemic? What if he's straight and somehow also a musical theater major? Also, last cue, is it unethical now to fuck someone if they aren't down to abolish police and prisons? Okay, thanks. Love you both. Bye. (laughs) I think we can start. Oh, wait, we have to name him. Fuck. He's in a little loop by a lake. Um, oh, about, um, a st- not this. But this is where we're starting is a strange loop. Strange <laughs> loop. <laughs> um, stranger by the lake. Yes. Okay. The, the, it's a famous. It's a gay French movie. Oh, about okay. a gay serial killer. Okay, great. Stranger by the loop. Stranger by the loop. <laughs> a strange loop by the lake. <laughs> Okay, I actually think you made it worse. Um, <laughs> but it, but unfortunately, your mic was uh, glitching, so we have to go to okay, a strange loop a, by the lake. <laughs> a strange loop by the lake. A strange loop by the lake. Oh my God, it's so long. I fucking hate you. <laughs> a strange loop by the lake. Um, I think we can start backwards and we can say definitively, yes, unethical yes. to fuck anybody who is not down with um, defunding the police and prison abolition. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of different ways to frame what that means. To you should people, um, but 
find his social media and see what what's been going on there. Yeah, if he if he's just posted one little black square. <laughs> um, but let's see. Would it be unethical because of the pandemic? Um, we well we know you know I think that like what the the solution to this is you should you should frame you should frame it like this. Our families should become a pod. Because I know a lot of families and a little little loops by lakes are doing this. They're they're creating little pods together so that people can hang out and that you're not just stuck with your own family. And I think that's an ideal situation because then this guy is stuck with you. And, and even if he is straight, he will be begging you to suck his cock. <laughs> I, I honestly think finding out the last name and because uh, he said he just has the first name, right? Mm-hmm. Or did I just make that up? Finding out uh, the last name, he has finding the, address, the social media. And I assume you know where he got his BFA. I think sometimes you can you can do that pretty easily. You can look up, you know. Like the graduate BFA class. programs are generally pretty small. Yeah. Well, you and know also, he just like, graduated. they usually have, like, a class show or something like that. Yes, like, there's, find, there's some... You want to find out if he's talented, too. You want to find out if he's talented. And if you find out the information about, like, whatever, like, New York showcase they had for agents Mm -hmm. and shit, you can find him. So I think there's definitely a way to find the last name and his social media, because then I think you'll be able to hopefully suss out if, A, he's on the right side of history, and B, if he's gay. So Um, that's sort of the same thing, if you think about it. (laughs) Yeah, being gay is being on the right side of history. Usually exclusive. You're saying the same thing. I, I am here to tell you, unfortunately, there are many BFAs in musical theater that are straight. I know. That are straight. They love to put it in the puss. Yeah. Um, scary. They can't stop themselves. And, and, and I know it's it's scary to imagine, but it is the truth. And you um, don't want, and you know, nobody wants that. Nobody wants that from a musical theater actor. Mm-mm. Not a single person alive on, not a single person sitting in that seat in Broadway wants to go and see Legally Blonde the musical and see any single ounce of straightness on that stage. I mean, one Even of the, the last shows I saw. Even the male heterosexual love interest, you want it to be an illusion. Completely. One of the last shows I saw was so difficult for me because I could tell that the, the two leads were really in love. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't want that. You want everyone to be gay. Yes. But unfortunately, <laughs> the world doesn't work according to our rules. And this, there is a very good chance. And I want to speak now for all of them. There are many. There are maybe even more male God. BFAs that are straight. Than chilling. Our and they're out there and they're in the shadows and they are confusing a lot of different people like you strange loop by the lake. Um, (laughs) And that's not your fault. I want to be clear here. You being attracted to this BFA in musical theater is not your fault. It is his (laughs) fault if he is straight for doing for choosing a vocation that is ours. Yes. And even if you're bad, it's ours. Here's the other question is, I guess, like, I mean, the the fun thing about this is that if if this does work out, it's going to be so high school and you guys are going to have to sneak around and find a place to fuck because yeah. you're staying with your families. So I I, I do really hope this works out because like, yeah, because that's the, fun. Like, are you going to like fuck by the lake? Be covered in oh mosquito God, bites and poison Oh my That's literally what happens in Stranger by the Lake. And then he's and then he strangles them. Wow. So I would say um, tell a friend where you're going. (laughs) 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 Tell Um, a friend, text a friend the the rough location, share your location. I'm a big advocate of sharing your location if you have an iPhone. You must Um, share location. It's a beautiful function. Um, But Strange Loop by the Lake, I, I hope we've given you some guidance and some direction here today. And I hope you get your dick wet. 
or your uh, mouth. Whatever, what, yeah, whatever, what, you whatever up. orifice. I hope something gets appendage. wet and not something from the lake, honey. And not from the lake. <laughs> <laughs> and not from the lake. Wow, amazing. Okay, let's. Um, we got an email, and I just oh don't God. know which one of us should read it. Um, against all odds, an email. Um, I'll read the email. Okay, great. Hello, both of you. Okay, sidestepping the yeah, yeah that's a cheat. cheat. And we see you, and we don't approve it. <laughs> Make a years, choice. You have to choose. <laughs> Several years ago, I was included in a group text message with a small subset of about ten coworkers. The group text is still ongoing years later. I hate it. People will text the entire group in order to ask one specific person a question that applies to no one else. People will react to things people have t- typed, which in a text with both iPhones and Androids generates a carbon copy of the text every time someone does it, and it makes me want to scream. For the most part, it's a lot of moaning and complaining. Not unlike this email, I suppose. Okay, self-awareness. I've set the thread to do not disturb on my phone so it doesn't give me notifications, but I still feel the compulsion to catch up on the thread when there's activity. A few others in this group text have commiserated with me as to how awful it is. We've discussed the possibility of removing ourselves from the group text as the iPhone apparently now lets you do, but so far none of us have taken that step for fear of what the rest of the group may assume. Am I cursed to remain in this blasted group text chat thread forever? Any suggestions? Welcome. Love the podcast. Um, I have an idea. Mm -hmm. Phantom thread. (laughs) Wow. Using the name of something else that already exists. Oh, shut up. up. (laughs) (laughs) At least it's not like Taylor Swift. Um, (laughs) How dare you turn my own insult back on me? Um, well, I mean, do you have a better... Do you have... That's just a jumping off point, I suppose. No, no, no. <laughs> okay. That's perfect. Like, phantom thread it is. Um, I love I love this question. Unfortunately, here's the thing. I don't actually know if you can remove yourself because it's a mixed chat. It's a... It is a mm. mixed chat with non... With Androids, presumably. Maybe a Google phone. And iPhone. I know you can remove yourself from iPhone group chats, but I don't know you, if you can do it from a mixed one. But uh, if you let's uh, let's go, let's move forward and say that you can, mm-hmm. because what I think, and I have done this several times, is you wait. You just have to wait for a moment where it can seem like you're leaving the thread. Because this is rude that group texts do this, but it announces that you've left, which is so obnoxious. Nobody needs that. So I think you, I have waited for the perfect moment to leave so that it seems like a bit. Like when someone's like... (laughs) That's great. That is Because then it just seems light and funny. And then you can just be like, no, 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 don't add me back. Oh my God. Um, That's amazing. But waiting for it to be a bit, I think, is a, a good thing. Like... Um, where it's like, uh, anybody, anybody got any gauze? Joel has <laughs> left the chat, you know? Uh, <laughs> do you see how that kind of connects into a perfect joke? It um, does. Yeah. <laughs> you must, you must, here's the, here's the bottom line is I think you must leave the chat. Yeah. Um, it's just a matter of how and when you must leave the chat. It like, because I totally know what you mean with like the do not disturb thing of being like, oh, but like, what is going on? Like, what if I miss something that I need mm-hmm. to know? And if you're out of the chat, someone can just update you if it's something important. And I think 
if you like if maybe it's like you you leave first or someone else leaves first and it sort of sets off a chain reaction it will all the because all the other people whoever leaves first will be biting the bullet but then also if other people do it in rapid succession then those who are left will understand that it was a bad place to be exactly <laughs> so exactly. as long as multiple people do it i think you just really need to coordinate the effort you need to unionize that's you, what you need to do. Unionize the group chat. Unionize the group <laughs> chat. The three of you who are unhappy, you all decide time and place when you're going to leave and you all leave in rapid succession. And and that's what happens. And then no one really can feel bad because when, when too many people do it, then it's an indictment on the group as a whole and they'll feel bad. They'll yeah. feel bad that they were doing a poor job of keeping you in the group threat. Or at least it's like they're going to talk shit about a whole group of people and not just one person. Yes. And there's truly strength in numbers. And like you guys are already talking shit about the people who love the group chat. So it just seems exactly. like there are two camps. So you Maybe might as well you start a new group chat with the three people you're going to leave it from. And yes. then you'll still feel a little bit bad because you're still stuck in a type of hell. Um, yes. But it's a more manageable hell. It is. I will and say. And then self-destruct that group chat as soon as you leave exactly. <laughs> the other. <laughs> exactly. I will say it is it is horrific to see Mitra Johari has laughed at an attachment. You have you seen <laughs> have you seen when that happens in I hate it. in mixed in mixed yeah in mixed threads? It's it's terrible. Dana has has emphasized an attachment. <laughs> Dana has <laughs> emphasized the text message. It's so weird. It's I like, hate it. That's why it's you like, gotta I get gotta, the greens. I got a notification for this. No. You got to get the greens out of the group chat. That's the other. That's the other option. Get the greens out. Is you put the greens. You push those greens out. And I know that. And I know that we have listeners who are green. <laughs> I know it. And to those people, I say, I just cannot be on your side in this. I can't be on your side. Well, if you're going to you be a green, wrong. you can't be reacting to stuff. Yeah. Well, no, it's not the greens who are reacting to stuff. It's because the greens are there, the other people are penalized oh. and not able to react without it sending a, a physical text. So your so your presence greens, you're hurting people. You're, you're you are hurting, hurting those that you love. You're hurting the people that you love by being there. And I don't. And I know that you get enough. You're persecuted a lot in the culture <laughs> at large for being green. But ultimately, but we're not here to help you. Yeah, that's not, <laughs> that's not our problem. Um, it's an easy fix. You go to the Apple Store, okay? Um, yeah. And you support a bad company. Um, I realize. <laughs> Don't save your emails, okay? Uh, <laughs> listen, I got so heated about that. We should take a break. Um, <laughs> we should take a break, and I need to reflect on how I just treated our green listeners. <laughs> and then we'll be back. She is. Joel DJ cooled Mitra off. Hari. DJ Mitra is back. Joel has really cooled off. Uh, took a took a, a cold dip of water. Cold to dip of water. Calm down from the greens. <laughs> but I are... will not apologize. Of that course. I want to be clear about. Will not apologize. <laughs> um, Dane, na 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 na. Please play the voicemail. Hey, Joel and Mitra. Mitra and Joel, love you both for very different reasons. Both of you can sit on my face. I just left a message and it sucked. So um, real fast, um, I work in a financial institution. Um, and since the pandemic, I've been working six months with no breaks. <laughs> um, and my friend who does the same thing for the same company, um, but at a slip branch, hasn't had a day off since the beginning of the, the pandemic when our state shut everything down. 
Um, we're about to start reopening our branches, and all they've done for us is gotten us some outerwear that says that we are essential, which is, like, not good compensation, seeing as, like, the retail side of this company has worked six days a week for the past two and a half months, and now we're about to open back up, and, like... I don't know. It just sucks. Like, I've been stressed out every day trying to manage everything through a drive-thru. But, yeah. Anyways, how do I ask this company who gave me this amazing opportunity to even be a leader? And, like, in a bunch of other ways, they're great. But they're just lacking on, like, financial part, like, giving me the finances. So, uh, thanks for your advice. Bye. I love that the phrasing of getting of of that of like that's not like getting paid not my paycheck is great but they're giving me the finances uh, <laughs> um, um what are we what are we going to name this one this one's tough we've got a lot so of different opening up drive through financial finances um we are essential essential finances um not a lot of fun words in this one no 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 no, no. um <laughs> find nances <laughs> because they need to find the finances. Okay. Um no. No 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 no. no, no financial no, no right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this one's going to I knew this one would be the hardest one both to answer and to name. Yeah. Um opening little, back up. Um little little I maybe it is um find he's a find, leader he's a leader come um, through drive through fuck <laughs> oh. um find financial bad visor <laughs> find financial bad visor that's the one sorry it's better than anything I said, and I have to I have to give it up that even you on a, on your worst day is still better at this than I am on my best. So, but I would say this is our this is our, not a good day for either of us. No, I wouldn't say that this is your best day either. Listen, and they just it's luck of the draw. You know, they got us on our first day back, and of course, none of it's going to be good. In fact, I'm actually horrified to to imagine what this episode is going to be titled so far. It should be um, titled "Shaking Off the Cobweb." Yeah, financial <laughs> bad what what is it? Bad visor, yeah. Bad visor, fine. Like advisor, but it's bad. <laughs> bad visor. Okay, that's Ooh, good. Um, doesn't feel good, I, but I I want to say I think you leverage the fact that they made you a leader, so they obviously value your judgment, mm-hmm. um, which you called into this podcast, which throws that sort of into question for me. <laughs> um, but they, you said it yourself, they put you in a leadership position. So they value your judgment. And I think that's your opening salvo is you say like, hey, you've put me in this position as a leader. And as a leader, I feel it is my duty to tell you that we are not being compensated fairly for the amount of work that we have done. And I, I have to say, it is such a classic, classic job Um to do, to give us, and you got to wear that fleece. You got to wear the fleece that says essential. And you say, as an essential leader in your company, I need to be paid more. And you frame it that way. Yeah, it's hard because it's clear that like, this is not a a company that is that concerned with taking care of its people. Like the, the fact that you guys have been busting your ass for, it seems like 
you guys are very you're very alarmed about having to go back in to work and like open things up again and i just i wonder if you have expressed this to your employers because expressing your level of concern might be a nice way to leverage getting more money at least if you're mm. like you're making me do something bad so you better pay me something good yeah. um might be a path for lever getting more money i mean regardless you should you should fight for more money because if you're going to do something that feels risky or scary to you, then it should feel worth it for some reason. Um, um, have you ever, have you ever asked for a raise? Yeah, I have. I, I, I was at a job where I, I knew that I was being very undercompensated and mm. it was still very difficult. I mean, it was for a huge corporation and I knew what other people were getting paid, that I was getting paid a lot less than those people, people involved, directly with me believe that I needed to be paid more, but it, it was a large institution. So it yeah. took a lot of time and it was a lot of frustrating conversations of over and over again saying well, you why know what's I was key worth in that, anything. Mitra, I think is that you knew what everyone else was being paid. And mm. I think that you need to sort of rally with your, I think I am such a firm believer in salary transparency mm -hmm. and like knowing what everyone else is being paid. Cause you can't like, for all you know, sir, bad find financial bad advisor you could be i think that's the title of that you could be <laughs> you we could forgot. be being massively underpaid compared to your your cohorts or you could be being paid more and i think you need to know that information before you go in and i think you need to do you need to start your own phantom thread you need to start think, your own group thread. <laughs> i also think um finding out what people in other similar institutions are being paid to mm -hmm. where it's like, if you work at like bank of America, finding out what people at chase make for a similar job or something like that. I don't know where you work, but I think that was something that helped me a lot too, was like, I found people in similar positions at other places. And I was like, this is what they're being paid. So yeah. I know that I'm doing the same amount of work as them. I have the same job as them. Why am I not being paid at least yeah. that much for what I'm doing? So and I think yeah. information uh is definitely power. Um, yeah. So go in with your essential worker fleece, the knowledge of what everyone else is being paid in similar positions. Like they want to keep you around. They, they, they people who elevate their employee, like if you've been elevated to a position of leadership, then it is in their best interest to still have you there, especially during this time. People are not trying to get rid of their leaders who keep the ship going. Exactly. exactly. Um, Good All luck. Right. Well, we've got another email and I will be reading it. Okay. <clears throat> Dear Mitra and Joel, Joel and Mitra, thank you for respecting us enough to do that. Um, <laughs> Longtime listener, first time caller. Two weeks before the pandemic hit, I broke up with my long-term boyfriend after I found out he downloaded Tinder while I was out of town. He supposedly never physically cheated, but downloading a dating hookup app is still cheating in my view. We lived together, so I was frantically trying to relocate. That is until quarantine started. We had a big conversation. He identified ways to help our relationship, and he started therapy, which gave him insights to his behavior. We've continued living together, but aren't officially back together. Things having been going better, have been going better, but I keep battling waves of doubt and shame around getting back together. I'm more afraid of moving out and starting over. Pandemic or purgatory? Thanks for your advice and ability to always make me laugh. Sit on my face. Her pronouns are she and her. Um, okay, this is a big one. This okay, is a Tinder, short email, but a lot going on. Which we love. Short email, a lot going on. Yeah. Is purgatory, pandemic or purgatory, purga. Mm -hmm. Purgatory, Purgatory, Purgatory is 
for a story as old as time. <laughs> that that's the person. <laughs> Purgastory is all this time. Purgastory is all this time. That's the uh, name. Okay. Listen, we're not we're not going to waste a lot of time anymore. Okay? Because we respect you all too much to give you good names. So we're gonna very quickly give you bad names. But we're also this this period of our lives is about support. Mm-hmm. Supporting each other. Mm-hmm. Supporting you. Yes. <laughs> supporting ourselves. Uh-huh. Purgastory as old as old time. As time. <laughs> A man cheating emotionally, which is what it is. I think that is very, I, first of all, I don't, I think you need to, there are no qualifications. That is cheating. To it me. is cheating. It is. That is cheating. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and I don't think you have to qualify that. You don't have to say like, I know he didn't physically do anything. No, we, you know what cheating is. And that is cheating for sure. That's a, the betrayal. It's a betrayal. Certainly. Yes. And I think, you know, the, the the way that I've been thinking about like change after this time is like with regards to moving out, like if your fear is just moving out and starting over, I think one thing that might be comforting is that like the world is going to look different no matter what. And we don't know when this is going to be over. So if there's discomfort about things being different, it's like everything's going to be different. Yeah. Your whole life is not going to be the life that you had before. So if if that also includes a new apartment, I think that's okay. Like if, if that's what's holding you back, then I think you should definitely find a new place. Like I, I also take issue, I think, with her making this a binary decision too of like either I stay in the apartment and stay with him or leave the apartment and break up with him. Guess what? I actually think you should probably move out and you don't have to necessarily not get back together because mm-hmm. here's the thing, like he sort of hit the reset button on the, on the relationship in a way by doing this thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. And now you need, I think you cannot make an informed decision about whether to take his, him back while you're still living with him. I actually think it is necessary for you to take some time away and, and reorient yourself and figure out who you, you need to figure out who you are. In the pandemic, Perga story, okay? Because <laughs> I think that that is like it, it's you're. There's just no way you're going to be able to make an informed decision while you're still living with him and living with this fear of moving. Because guess what? Moving sucks. It's terrible. But I think like one of two things will happen is you'll move out and you'll still talk with him and you'll still want to see him and like you can work on your relationship from afar in a healthy way. Or you'll move out and you'll be like, oh fuck, it was just the proximity. Yeah, I think that if it is possible for you to leave this situation and give yourself space so you can think about this with a clear head, you deserve it and owe it to yourself to give yourself that opportunity. It sounds like you're able to do it, but you just don't want to do it. So I don't know. I, I personally am team team uh team well i don't know the on- binary of pandemic or purgatory like which one's which but it seems yeah. like it seems like move <laughs> yeah i think it's move i think it's for sure move and again like d- uh, you can still get back together with him yeah if you move and i think like it'll just be different and it could be exciting and you know and it sounds like he's hitting the reset button on his own sort of emotional jer- like uh, like intelligence you know like he's seeing a therapist for the first time it might be good for him to be on his own you know like yes i think that you guys need to separate for a second 
to do this. And this is coming from someone who's never been able to make it work with anybody. It's a grain <laughs> of salt. But you know what? Mitra's in a beautiful relationship and she believes in me and she believes in this advice. I do. So I don't and give I, a shit what you think. And and him starting therapy doesn't mean everything is fixed. It means yeah. that he's on a journey where he's learning about like why he behaves the way that he behaves. It doesn't change the fact that he behaved that way. It hurt you and you still have persistent doubts about him and your relationship. So... Yeah. Um, get out you first <laughs> no 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 that's me doing get out okay um, we have one last voicemail Woo! to go Yay! Dana please bring us on home hi Joel hi Nisha um, so I'm calling because I have a dating question um, so I've had a crush on this guy uh, since high school for the past like 10 years um and in between this time, I was in two long-term relationships and still fancied him. But it shows that, like, even in my change of taste and then, I still thought this guy was, you know, attractive and funny. Um, fast forward to now, two years single, and then, like, the past six months, I've been I feel, like, aggressively flirting with him and letting them know I am available to, you know, crack open, to just whatever. <laughs> man. Um, and for whatever reason, he won't tell me exactly what his deal is um i feel like he's avoided um any kind of movement forward to beyond just talking um besides when we're sexting obviously when you're sexting we replies right away um so should i take this like six months of me asking him out or me like telling him i kind of want to just figure things out with him in a romantic way as like him turning me down basically right like that's what it is um and yeah and also my other question is um how do you get over a 10-year crush because <laughs> i need help okay thanks bye uh take care in you know the quarantine okay so i have an idea mm -hmm. okay and i need your support i need okay. you to stand behind me and even I... if we don't choose it i need you to stand behind me i can't okay? wait because she said the words crack open mm -hmm. okay and that makes me think of beer. And okay. that makes me think of, and she's sexting with him. And so that makes me think of whore's light. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> you promise. You have I to. promise. I oh. did promise. So. We will do this. <laughs> okay, horse light it is. Um, and this is not a pejorative. You know I'm a whore and I celebrate whores and the word, we're taking it back, you and I, um, horse light. Me uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> in so much pain. Um, so here's the thing. I think she sort of answered her own question by the end of her voicemail. I think she worked it out just by yes. saying, I think just by speaking the words, she sort of worked it out. I think herself. this is a situation where a caller is calling us to just confirm something that they know to be true. There's the, it's a sort of Hail Mary where they're like, maybe yeah. they will hear something that I completely missed that makes everything great. And, you yeah. know, unfortunately... She's got, she's, She's got a she's got all the pieces to a, a portrait, you know, but they've been sitting in separate rooms and then she decided to call us up and she finally brought all the different pieces together and put them yes. in order and then looked at it back. <laughs> and that voicemail is a portrait and it is saying 
Sweetie, he's just not that into you. He gone. Uh, yeah. Here's what I think, though. Here's my one positive thing is um, he's definitely not giving you what you want from him. So mm-hmm. if that's he, not positive, Mitra. And, that's not no, no, positive. No. But here's what I think is what that does mean is you can really put all your cards out on the table. One, shoot your shot hard and be like, I'm interested in you. Come over. Crack me open. Yes. And then because it's already not happening so like why not just say the thing no completely 100% certain that he's not interested because it seems like he's not interested but you've never confirmed so confirm Confirm. and then move on I think honestly in terms of getting over a 10-year crush one great way to do that is to have him either like flat out reject you because right now you're in this nebulous space of like what's going on does he like me is he interested in having sex with me we talk all the time and I'll tell you what, the times that I've like put myself out there and it hasn't worked out, it's been very easy to stop thinking about that person because I'm like, <laughs> they don't like me. They yeah. don't want to be with me. It's like so a- it's like, you fucking dick. I hate him now. He's actually, he's been ugly this whole time. Yes. <laughs> it's like, a, it's the difference between breaking your arm like in one clean break or just like slowly in a vice grip. And yes. you are, you are I, doing your 127 hours right now and yes. you just rip your arm out of the boulder. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Um and and I agree. I think that's like one of the best ways to do it. Unfortunately, like the pandemic has sort of taken away my number one coping mechanism for getting over people you have crushes on, which is just like throwing yourself into the bed of somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um but I think you you have an opportunity here to start the sexting process and the arduous task of, of finding a sex partner in quarantine um, over again. And that's yes. the most fun part. That's like the most addicting part. That's why we like keep putting ourselves through this bullshit is that those beginning stages yes. 10 years ago when you felt like you had feelings for this person. And yeah, so you, now you get to start over again and you get to be excited about that. And, you know, I don't know, take a, maybe start pottery. <laughs> wow, Joel, pottery. full circle. Maybe really dive in. Maybe really dive into a new hobby. Yes. Um, well, I'll tell you what. Um, pottery is very phallic, so maybe it's like it can be mm, sort of horny for you. <laughs> yeah, definitely invest and definitely invest in like a really expensive sex toy. Yes. Yeah, and maybe make it one of those ones where it's like a vibrator that's like remote controlled, and you send him the remote with a note <laughs> that says. For yes, buzz me twice. It's in right now. For no, <laughs> buzz me three times because I need so at least extra buzz. I, I get my nut out of this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think you absolutely must hold on to the verbiage "crack me open" um, because that's powerful. <laughs> that that's is a powerful. Like visceral. Image. There. Yeah. That is like that's violence, but yeah. but fun. But it is violent. <laughs> it is violent, um, but not vile. Beautiful. We love it. It's gorgeous. We support it. And that is why you got the beautiful name, Whore's Light. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and that that is violence. <laughs> that is violence. Whore's Light is violence. <laughs> but my loyalty over uh, outweighs my feminism. And that's exactly. an important lesson. <laughs> your loyalty me. to a man outweighs your feminism. Mm-hmm. You heard it here first on the pod, everyone. Attack well, a queer, Jahari. A queer man of color, color. no less. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so it's intersectional. So it's actually sort of yes. intersectional. My, my, my problematic nature is actually fully intersectional. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's celebrated. Um, Thank you. Wow, Mitra. 
we really did the thing. We really return. did the damn thing. We, um, we pulled it out. Yes. We, you know, so, we cracked it open. <laughs> we cracked it wide open. So listen, guys, you've heard um, our first episode back. We're rip roaring and ready to go with um, our advice and our thoughts on your lives. Please give us a call at 323-334-0371. That's 323-334-0371. Or email us at urgentcarepod at gmail.com. With your own questions, please, if you're leaving a voicemail, try and keep it below two minutes. In fact, sometimes two minutes now even feels long. Um, In this economy? In this economy, we don't have time. You know, I believe (laughs) one of our gentlemen wrote down his question and read off a little script. And I appreciated that. that. I appreciated that, that he did that. So it's a special gold star to whoever that one was. I believe that was our strange loop by the lake. Uh, a name that and, you love. <laughs> and we love that. We love that name and we love that person. Um, but we're going to be back every week um, for the foreseeable future. You know, listen, times are crazy. The news is moving fast. Some of these episodes are banked. Okay. I'm going to be upfront with you about that. So mm-hmm. if it seems jarring that we're sort of outside of time and we're not talking about current events, guess what? Watch the news if you want to hear about current events. <laughs> Don't listen to an advice podcast, okay? Because that's not what we are here for. We are not Pod Save America. Mm-hmm. Um, we are urgent care. And that's the truth. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to uh, listen to the news, listen to Chapo, okay? Listen to <laughs> listen to a different podcast, not us, Mm-mm. sir. We're not the Daily. Not the Daily, okay? Not NPR. <laughs> all right. We're as urgent as you, care. As you 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 fuckers want us to be. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. um, JK, love you. Um, we love you all. Um, thanks, and yeah. Dana. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks, Dana, Ryan, and Mitra. Where can people find you? Um, you can find me at Mitra Jahari on Instagram. And you can find me at I hate Joel Kim everywhere you find a handle. Um, And that's our show. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye.